0: Hey there, and welcome to The 10th I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, like any aquarium, our Botanical Method Aquariums embrace a diversity of life forms and processes, and they go through all sorts of stages during their functional life cycle. Since we've been talking a lot lately about starting new systems... And with so many new hobbyists entering our little niche, it's only appropriate that we touch on, I don't know, some of the ideas and expectations and occurrences which take place in our systems when they get going. Now, one of the more exciting times in the life cycle of a botanical method aquarium is, I don't know, about about two weeks or so after the initial setup. It's that really fascinating time when the nitrogen cycle is established, the tanks sort of running in, and the botanicals and the leaves lose that crisp, brand spanking new look and start to acquire a little patina of bio cover or simply begin to soften up a bit. They recruit fungal growths and some biofilms. The early weeks and months in an aquarium's life cycle really set the tone, in my opinion, for how the tank is likely to function over time. And it's kind of a magical time when your tank begins its progression from just a concept to a living, breathing microcosm. The biological processes are kicking in and the business of Life, the establishment of microorganism populations, the biofilms and algal growth even, it's increasingly evident. It's actually a crucial time in the life cycle of a botanical method aquarium. It's one that we might be tempted to intervene in, yet one that some of the best results come from by simply letting things be. I'm a huge believer in deploying patience, using time-honored nutrient control and export techniques, and applying a healthy dose of observation and common sense, you know, which I believe contributes to the ultimate stability and success of our botanical method aquariums, just as they would to any other type of system. But a lot of it is just watching, refraining from doing stuff. One of the things that we all experience with these types of systems is an initial burst of tint producing tannins which will likely provide a significant amount of visible tint to the water if you're not using you know activated carbon or some other filtration media that will be more pronounced and likely last longer than if you're actively removing it with these materials every aquarium varies uh we get a lot of questions saying scott how do i get my tank darker boy there's uh, there's a hundred million ways to do it and we can talk about that in some other episodes but as you know there is no perfect recipe to this now you might also experience a, a bit of initial cloudiness or turbidity, we talked about that recently. This could be either be physical dust or materials released from the tissues of the botanicals or even a burst of bacteria or microorganisms. I'm not really sure why, but this little phase usually passes quickly with minimal, if any, intervention on your part. And again, intervention to me would be <laughs> just probably watching the tank and maybe doing a, a water exchange if it's really, really freaking you out. But I wouldn't even do that. Oh, and not everybody experiences this. Often this is a phenomenon which seems to happen in brand new tanks. So it might not even be entirely attributable to the presence of the botanicals. Well, at least not 100%. could be the sand or other dust or dirt. Or or maybe it is lignin from the other hardscape materials. Wood and and maybe the botanicals. Or even the tank itself. I still have, you know my own opinions on this. And since you'll undoubtedly ask, I'll tell you that I tend to believe it's a combination of a couple of things, a bloom of microorganisms and some materials from the botanicals themselves. That, that's my thinking. Now, while we're on the subject of the nitrogen cycling of new tanks, one of the things I've noticed about my botanical method aquariums is that they tend to cycle very quickly, like often in less than a week. And I don't have a full understanding why, and I barely see any any type of ammonia or nitrite bloom in these tanks. It's just, it's barely detectable. And I'm a fanatical tester as, as a reefer. So I monitor this stuff and I just don't see a lot of cycles in these types of tanks. We've talked about this before. And I think Ben and I talked about this on the, our last uh, Instagram live. And it was kind of fun to, uh, to, to note that. Uh, Johnny and I have noticed this too in our tanks, especially he uses more plants than I do. And he's noticed You know, very minimal, if any, cycling times. It's pretty interesting stuff. I don't have a full understanding why. I can only speculate at this point, but I think it's got something to do with a large influx of botanical materials in a new system. The same factors that would endanger an established system might simply contribute to a rapid growth of beneficial bacteria in this type of system. Interestingly, over the years I've also found that nitrate accumulation tends to be almost non existent in my botanical method aquariums. Now I don't know if that's something which you've noticed too, or if that's just peculiar to me. I simply have never seen a nitride accumulation of more than like 0.2 milligrams per liter. I mean, very minimal stuff. Despite what I hypothesized would happen in my early years of playing with this style of aquarium, when I really got into, you know, botanical method aquariums, I found that they always produced little to no detectable nitrate, despite utilizing a lot of botanical material within the tank, you know, and the stuff's all breaking down. I would have thought that at least on the surface, this would there'd be some detectable nitrate. Now, this is interesting, but I'm not the only one who's reported this. Many of you have. My, again, my hypothesis is that, yes, the material is breaking down and contributing to the biological load of the system, but with an abundance of microorganisms living in, on, and among the botanical materials in the aquarium, and with regular frequent water exchanges, there's a very efficient processing of nutrients occurring. Now, this is purely speculation on my part, but I think it's a good guess, or as good a guess as any, based on the repeated similar results I've had in every single botanical method aquarium I've kept for the last, I don't know, 10 or 11 years. I'm sure that a more sophisticated explanation revolving around the presence of onboard carbon sources or other biological processes is likely the reason. I think that we're sort of looking at a freshwater equivalent of a reef aquarium in many respects, where instead of live rock, uh, a lot of the microbial population and biological processes occur within and upon the surfaces of the botanicals themselves. Uh, Almost like, you know, uh, you've heard of biopellets, an onboard carbon source for beneficial bacteria. They're sort of a biological filtration substrate for these beneficial organisms to colonize on. Again, speculative and needing some more rigorous scientific investigation to verify one way or another, but it's been my working hypothesis for several years and I haven't found any logical reason why why that's not so. In my experience, once they get through the initial startup phase, botanical method systems seem to run incredibly smoothly and in a very stable, almost predictable manner. And if you adhere to a regular yet simple maintenance schedule, obey you know the long established common sense rules of aquarium husbandry and management don't go crazy with radical overstocking or trying to speed things up or taking things out too much these systems do almost run predictably and by predictably i mean they don't do a whole lot in terms of, you know, wild chemical swings or or ecological imbalances. And speaking of maintenance, I'll concede that one of the bummers of botanical method aquarium keeping is that you'll likely have to clean and replace pre-filters, micron socks, and filter pads far more frequently than you will do in, you know, uh, an aquarium that doesn't have these materials present. Just like in nature, um... As the botanicals, you know, leaves in particular, begin to break down, you'll see some of the material suspended in the water column from time to time and the bits and pieces which get pulled into your filter will definitely slow down the flow of your pumps over time. The best solution, in my humble opinion, is to simply change pre-filters frequently and clean your pumps and powerheads regularly as part of your weekly or bi-weekly maintenance regimen. Remember, you're dealing with a tank filled with decomposing botanical materials, so good overall husbandry is necessary to keep your tank stable and healthy, and that includes the dreaded, by many that is, regular water exchanges. At the very least, you'll be cleaning and or replacing pre-filter media as part of your routine, and that's typically a weekly to bi-weekly thing. And during my water exchanges, I'm merely siphoning water from down low in the water column. I'm a sort of leave them alone as the decompose kind of guy when it comes to botanicals and leaves. And I'm not going to go into all the nuances of water preparation and stuff like that. Here, you have your ways and they work for you. Uh, It's not really rocket science or anything, but everyone has their own techniques. The one constant is to perform regular water exchanges in your botanical method aquariums. Just give it. It sort of goes with the territory here. And what about water testing? Now, again, personally, I think it's a good idea. For many hobbyists, water testing is a periodic thing done on an as-needed or as-I-feel-it basis. Now, Personally, I think the benefits of more regular testing yield a lot of good benefits for us, mainly information um, that we can use to advance the the state-of-the-art of what we do. Your testing regimens should include things like pH, TDS, alkalinity, and if you're so inclined, nitrate and phosphate. Logging this information over time will all give us some good data upon which to develop our expectations and best practices for water quality and ecological management in our tanks. It's important for the hobby overall to document as much information as possible about how our botanical method aquariums established and then operate eventually. This gives the widest variety of hobbyists the most reasonable set of expectations and some understanding of what they're getting into when, they're, when they want to start running these systems. Remember, it's not just about a new aesthetic approach. It's about understanding and processing what's happening in that little aquatic ecosystem that you've created. It's about creating and fostering an ecosystem. It's about asking questions, modifying technique, and playing hunches. All skills that we have hobbyists have practiced for generations. When you distill it all, we're still just keeping an aquarium. Yet one that I feel is far more, a far more natural, dynamic, and potentially game-changing hype for the aquarium hobby and it's one that we no longer need to be afraid of or fearful of we just need to understand what to expect and understand how our systems evolve and how to manage them and most important it's about enjoying them managing a botanical method aquarium offers opportunities challenges and educational experiences that we can use to push the state of the art and to add to the growing body of aquarium knowledge about managing unique ecosystems over the long term and sharing your experiences good and bad will provide those who follow with more confidence to follow in your footsteps, creating their own aquariums, pushing the limits in their own way, and growing the global tint community and the aquarium hobby in general through their efforts. I think that's a cool thing and it's very exciting to see so many new people coming into this little world of ours. Stay methodical, stay diligent, stay curious, stay helpful, stay collaborative, stay open-minded, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Ten and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the Tin.